Uh, hey, Rod. What's going on? Nighttime blindness. <laughs> Night blind. I got a trick for you. Time out. <laughs> you started saying nighttime, and I swear you had medicine following that. But nighttime. You, you came out with blindness. Yeah. You know, when, you, when, you, when you're like the last one up in the house, you got to turn all the lights off to go wherever you got to go, and the lights go off, and you yeah. can't see for a little while? Yeah. I can shorten that time for when you can't see. Okay. Hey, do, do tell. All right. So before you turn off the light, uh-huh. close one of your eyes. Okay. Just one. Just one. Okay. About five seconds. Okay. Then turn off the light uh-huh. and then open them both up and you will, your eyes will adjust much faster. Really? Yeah. Wait, wait, where did you pick this tip up? Some Nam, Vietnam vet, because apparently when they were like foraging in the jungle, the Viet Cong would shoot up fireworks or like uh to, to light light up the area yeah or so, people blind go, so people would go night blind yeah. yeah yeah wow that's like that's game changing it, it i love it i mean now how quickly pretty norm- quick. super like, quick really like it's you know, almost you know it's funny it's I, I swear my my three-year-old can see in the dark <laughs> <laughs> three-year-olds have great vision like she walks out in the dark and she just goes wherever we're going and i'm like i stand there for a second until i can see her and she's like 10 feet ahead of me in the house. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's you got to make sure you're getting that beta carotene in. It's good for those developing yeah. eyes. Night blindness. Night blindness. So, so but what? Close like, one eye. Doesn't what, matter. What if, like, what if you can't close one eye at a time? Can you do both eyes and cover it with your hand? Like, what, why wouldn't closing both eyes help? And then turn the light off. Mm, I've never tried it, so I can't speak to that. But one eye for sure. Yeah. Just put your hand. I mean, because if you're in Vietnam, you don't want to close both eyes. I'm sure. I mean, you still want to see where you're going, so you can turn off the switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can see, like, you could do this. This is becoming a very long shtick, but you could just do this on your way to the switch. Just close one eye, oh. and then hit the switch and open it up. It's like, oh, you're I can see. Wow, that's good. I'm definitely gonna try that. Do it. All right. Hey, yeah, got it. Got it. Got it. This is More In Common. Hi, I'm Rob, a listener and fan of the show, and I'm here to introduce today's all-new episode. Rodney and Keith are diving into real and unscripted conversations. They're not afraid to sit down and talk about the elephant in the room. The conversations on this podcast are thought-provoking and completely raw. They don't leave any stone unturned to get to the real story. This is the first season of 2020 that they have dubbed a decade possible. And season one is Pursuit. Remember, you can find all things more in common at www.moreincommonpod.com. There you will find back episodes, merchandise, blogs, and a lot more. And definitely, if you enjoyed today's episode, give them a like in your favorite podcast app. Leave a review. It might just get read on the air. And please share with your friends. Today, we're with Nabi Fulfener, or the Speed Doctor. Nabi is insightful, thought-provoking, and filled with opportunities for an amazing conversation. Nabi was born in Sierra Leone and moved to Guinea at the age of five. He spent his formative years in New York, which led him to finding track at the age of 18. Within a year of running track for the first time and having some of the slowest times on the team in the 100 meters, 
he decided he was going to be an Olympian. Well, his mentality and mindset made that possible. He ran for Guinea in the 2004 Olympics, and then again in 2008. By 2013, he becomes known as the number one speed and muscle toning trainer in the New York area. And since he has trained with elite professional athletes, Chris Paul, Todd Gurley, Paddy Mills, Von Miller, Victor Olpido, and Antonio Brown. His resume is impressive, but his character is more impressive. This conversation goes everywhere, and it's a lot of fun. Today's conversation touches on his perspectives on the US and the rest of the world. Listening first, as it relates to his cultural experience. Running, and of being an Olympian, and of course, starting his own business. Here's the show. So the only way to beat that negativity at that point that's overtaking this person's whole aura is by showing them love. It always works. As soon as you show them true, genuine love, looking at them in their eyes and you show, this is the other thing, the second thing, showing them understanding. No matter how insane what they did is, if you want to disempower them immediately, show them understanding. When I, when I started it, I started from a place of thinking of that kid that was in high school running 12-2 and he could not find great coaching for a long time. So that was my, that was my, my, like the feeling that I had from, you know, I would think of the other people and how they would feel. And that kid, and there's a lot of kids that are badly coached but so determined to try to make it, but they can't because they don't have the coaching. Welcome back. Here we are today, live on location with Nabi Fofana. No, Nabi, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks yeah. for joining us, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Been a long time. Well, kind of a long time coming. It's kind of a long time, but we never lost any contact, right? Correct. Yeah. Some people, it's kind of been a long time, but you don't want to talk yeah. to them no more. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's yeah, a long I'll time see, on purpose. I'll Is that see, what you're saying? I'll yeah. see you. <laughs> and maybe don't, someday. Don't call me. I'll call you. I'll call you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so in, in our, in our little prelude Mm -hmm. just a moment ago, which our listeners didn't get to hear, you just said something kind of profound and deep about difficult conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, let's, let's start talking through that. Like, I'm I'm curious, like, um, you know, you said, listen and take in what the other person's saying and start there. Like what, and then you added a lot to it. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to talk through that a little bit because mm-hmm. I want to know like how you got to that and yeah. then what all that means to you. Um, um, I mean, the first thing is um, I would say first and foremost that um, there's a difference in how um, uh, I perceive conversations because of my life experience in the past, my life experiences in the past. Uh, I was born and raised in, uh, well, not born and raised, I was born and uh, and, and lived until 10 years old in West Africa, Guinea. Um, uh, and then from there, lived in Paris, France, and then lived in Montreal. So by the time I came to the U.S., I was already 
17, 18 years old. So my perspective on how to do a lot of things is different than anyone than any, anyone that grew up here, mm-hmm. right? Because in America, it's America is very isolating, you know, mm. and it's also very um, isolating I, from a cultural standpoint. From an, it's like individualistic. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Everything, everywhere, mm-hmm. like cultural, food, um, uh, opinions, um, uh, way to dress, way to learn, the way to. Uh, run your family, the way to uh, interact with each other in business, mm-hmm. in, in, in the family unit and how they run it. Everything is different in the U.S. The U.S. is the different, the most different country in the world to the others, mm. right? And, and it's in a good way, and it's also sometimes in a bad way as well. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So because of that experience for me, that's different. Uh, when I approach a conversation, and this is also individualistic for me as well. I, I, I kind of taught myself over time to, to do it this way because I noticed how a lot of times uh, communicating with athletes uh, and with other people, when the emotions go up, especially, mm-hmm. that's where the difficult, difficult conversation comes in, when right, the emotions right, go up. Right. So when your emotions go up, everyone goes into defense mode, mm-hmm. which... That defense mode literally feels as if you're getting attacked by a wild animal that you need to defend yourself 100%. from. 100%. So the difference between now culturally between the U.S. and other countries is that in other countries, when you get a little riled up emotionally, anything like that, in a lot of places you're taught to still keep control mm. and, uh, and still try to uh, you know, save the other's um, how do you say, emotional state, no matter what. Not to say, you know what, I don't care. I'm going to hurt the other person, and I'm going to try to just win this mm-hmm. conversation, right? So in the U.S., if you noticed, people have difficult conversations for the sake of convincing. Yes. So, more so that's not how you learned. Well, the, when you start a difficult conversation, the first thing you must do is find out what is your intention and what is the other person's intention. Number one, if the other person's intention was never to hurt you or to, uh, how do you say, be, um, uh, how do you say, they could be wrong, but they actually think they're right. So their intention is not bad, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you find out their intention and then you find out if they had bad intention towards you, it's probably time to move on. So that eliminates that, right? right? right. Or if you can't, how bad was the intention? Was it just a little bad? You know, you can let that go. But if it was not bad, then you see that, then now you start tailoring your message in a way that is more compassionate. Because if you don't do that, they will not put their guards down. So therefore, they cannot actually communicate with you because their, their reptilian brain is turned on. Mm-hmm. It doesn't care about reasoning at this point. It just wants to survive. It wants to survive. Yep. And the reptilian brain is very defensive and kind of negative, right? Well, very negative. So the only way to beat that negativity at that point not, that's overtaking this person's whole aura is by showing them love. Mm. It always works. As soon as you show them true, genuine love, looking at, at them in their eyes, and you show, this is the other thing, the second thing, showing them understanding. Mm-hmm. No matter how insane what they did is, if you want to disempower them immediately, show them understanding. Even if, it's a man that just killed a thousand children. Tell them, look, I can understand. 
because you know sometimes those kids they yell and scream da 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 and you're like I wouldn't do the same but I understand boom the defenses go mm-hmm. down because the reason why people do anything anything including murder is because deep down in there and this is the the third thing interpretation because their interpretation of what they see is that they have the right to do this in response to that so their interpretation is like off but still in their mind the mind doesn't care it can rationalize anything it can and that goes back to what you said in there is about understanding their experience yes and exactly. what got them to that place and then giving yourself putting like their experience could have been i mean we had a guest recently tell us that the only way um one of her clients could get love from her mother or mm-hmm. his mother yes. at 10 years old was through heroin yeah there you so go. he had to yes do heroin to build a relationship with his mother that's right every action after that you can then kind of create a space for yourself to understand yes. that yeah yes. maybe maybe i i don't know i exactly. don't know if i could do it exactly no you exactly. don't know exactly you have no idea what no thinking. idea what that's like, like if someone puts you in a place and they wire your brain from the time you're little yep zero to five yep. in a certain way that is that highly traumatic and, and and highly emotional man i pray for you seriously i would pray for you because i don't know if you're ever going to be able to change it back mm. right Right, and this is the problem in all of society right now. They have raised the majority of people in such a way that is so delusional, because people thinking that everything should be done for them and them alone is delusional. Because you literally, when you walk out of your house, the first thing you do is matter of fact, when you're in your house, you're using something that someone else built. What are you talking about? You're not alone. Mm-hmm. You did nothing alone. No one, no man has ever been a self-made man. We just we talked about this an hour and it's two hours really ago. just talked about literally it. had this. Never happened. Yeah. So, why selfishness can be done, but it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It, does, it can't. It can't fundamentally be done. You cannot yeah. survive here. Yeah. Without anybody else. So then huh? it's a delusion. Yeah. Anyone that thinks that they can. How? In your. I'll call it your framework, but yeah. d- just what you, how you were taught, like mm-hmm. to ha- handle conversation, yes. to relate to people. Mm-hmm. How do you go about getting to know uh, where they come from, or what mm-hmm. where where they might be in the moment in a mm-hmm. conversation with mm-hmm. them? Like, how do you how do you go through there? How do you think about that? Okay, so before I get to that, I have a yeah. nice little. Uh, I, I like making quotes and playing around with words. Yeah, you just say the relate, right? The word relationship, right? I just, I just play around with words. It doesn't mean this is what it means, right? Relationship. In that word, you see relate on ship. Relate to the other as if you and them are in the same ship. Relate to the other as if you and them are in the same boat. Mm. Mm. So you need each other. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. It, you can't sink that boat, bro. Y'all in there together, we're both man. Going, yeah, y'all can't sing. Yeah, we're both going down. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So if they are, if they happen to be, you know, uh, the captain of the boat, and you're like, you know, second in line, and uh, they know how to drive that boat way better than you. You don't know where you're going. You don't have to make sure that that person's cool. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> right. You know? Yeah. So, and if you are the one running the boat, then you got to make sure that everyone else feels, feels good. You know, yeah. you don't, you're not going to crash that boat. Right. Come on. Right. So I feel like, uh, that I, like I do that a lot. I like looking at words and kind of try to break you them tweak up. that. Yeah. yeah. You, you tied it together. That like, was really? good. You know, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Actually you learn what the word truly means by breaking it up. Yeah. Right. Not by, and that's what I mean by delusion, by the way, the word relationship is usually seen by most people as what can I get from the other from that person? Mm-hmm. So how can they fill my bucket? mutually beneficial exactly. relationship versus so that's, how I can? Yeah, yeah. It's just a uh, it's a it's an it's a it's an individualism with the satisfaction coming from another person. That's all it is. It's just individualism with the satisfaction coming from another person. Yeah. Do you see? And I know I'm kind of going all over, but the individualism. Mm-hmm. That's is that turned way up here? Yeah, I was States? gonna ask that oh, because you said other places keep mm-hmm. you to keep control, whereas in the US it's about you. Yeah. Like yeah, where in your observation, like how mm-hmm. does that So for example, I'll give you some examples. Uh China. Uh-huh. It's a communal yeah. um, uh, South America culturally, mm-hmm. altogether. Uh Caribbeans, altogether. Um uh I, I, I'm, I was about to say Africa, but until they came there and took us all apart. <laughs> yeah. that, right, because so, that, that was, that yeah. was yeah. engineered. But yeah. it's still together. It's weird. It's like they're together still, and then all of a sudden they remember, oh, that other guy is in that other territory. All right, let's kill them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And up to this day, I'll be honest with you, I still think that they actually send people there on purposely to round things up make some uh give some weapons to certain people you know put them up and be like hey go, ahead, go take them out i still think they did that the last 50 years i still think they did that but whatever oh for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean how else they get them anyway yeah. yeah but so that that changes the way i think of it because uh the majority of the world i believe do strongly understand that they are to, in it together and, and the majority of the world is run primarily beginning from a family structure not from mm-hmm. a government structure where uh, there's a funny thing about the U.S. that I always look at. I'm like, everyone else is trying to uh, build, so therefore they cooperate. The U.S. In the U.S., you're trying to beat the other guy, so mm. therefore you um, you kind of uh, you deceive them. So, and you, if you can't deceive them, you try to argue your way to like, you know, winning, right? So everyone else is like having discussions. The U.S. is having arguments. I mean, the whole structure is like that. Yeah. Everything. As soon as you turn on TV, everybody's arguing. Do you see the world as the world westernizes? And I think I hear that word and I think of Americanizes, Uh but... It it could be your Europe, Western yeah. European, but yeah, yeah, it could be. It, but it's I, uh, it's American. It it's is not, American. that's not European. I mean, we yeah. we no. Europeans are very yeah. Capitalism. Europe is Europe is is the uh, so let's say if collectivism is what's in other places like mm-hmm. Asia and South America, Europe is more like uh, put it, put it this way: Europe has the best balance between the two, mm. so between like individualism s- and collectivism. I mean, it's like when yeah. we talk to Pete about. Italy and talking mm-hmm. about politics and other things like I mean 
That's super passionate. Opinion. We can super yell at each other yes. and be like, "That is correct." Yeah, but we love that each other. Like, Come yeah. eat this. That's right. Yeah. In Africa, you argue and you argue passionately, but you never go past that line. Mm. And you you always know that it in five minutes that same person you was arguing with, if you see that they're sitting there there and you just got food, you share. Yeah. Why? Because no argument, no point, nothing, 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 nothing will ever be more important than that person. Mm. Not your money, not, not your car, idea. not your yeah. Bentley, not your girls, not your mansion. So how do you argue with someone that you know the argument wasn't that bad and then after that you leave them on the street? Yeah, in 2016, that means you, a lot of people that did that. That's right. That means you've put something yeah. else above his humanity Your or his spirit. Yeah. So you now must explain that that thing is more important than his humanity and his mm. spirit. You know? If, that per- if a person is short of trying to truly hurt you and it was just a disagreement, you have to be, and this is a key word, you have to be mature enough to get over it. And that's rampant now. The, the, like the level of immaturity in adult society is unbelievable. And it's interesting because it's almost like a disease. It. We accept it. Like, why do we accept it? I would. A lot of people accept mm-hmm. it. And I think yeah. a lot of people accept it because you mentioned you, they the, too are the mind can justify anything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, let's take Trump. Yes. Right. I'm a. No, I'm not like, a Trump. We're only going to spend one minute, right, on Trump because I don't even want to mention him yeah, that we, much. We don't have to go through that. But <laughs> if someone voted for Trump, yes, someone spends more time angry at them that's right and suddenly all the people around this person think oh they're justified yes. no i get it yes. you should do that but why yeah exactly like, like you that's your son your best friend yes. your, your they sister they just have a different opinion yeah what are, what are you doing they, 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 their life experience whatever it was brought them to a different point than your even life if they're the minority you. you have no yeah, right totally none you can't like you literally actually don't have the right to hate that person over that decision People don't even know that. You don't have the right to even hate. But mm. you can choose to. But in the human experience, in the spiritual world, you don't have the right to hate. You only have the right to disagree, not to hate. People confuse the two all the time. Mm. Disagreement and hate don't have to go together. I can disagree with you right now while no... I, okay, let's say you believe the word... Uh, Let's say you believe that everyone should go to the army so it toughens them up and they have moral toughness and emotional toughness so all society is not this soft. And then, so, and by the way, going to the army and going through that matures you really fast, right? Right. Not, all society can be mature. You, you're, you're like, no, they must do it. And you're like really stern and really like I'm uh, extreme about it. And I'm like, no, nah, come on. You got to give them a choice. Da, 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 da. And we disagree passionately the whole time. When I'm looking at you, I'm like, wow, this guy's amazing. I'm like, he truly... Once everyone's good, wow. Mm. That's the interpretation that's good, that I'm going to see from you that even though we disagree, I'm finding the place where the love comes. Why do you do that? Why do I do that? Yeah, like how, I guess. How? Is really how? The, yeah. how? It starts, again, with your intention. If your intention at the beginning of every discussion is, I want to find the solution here. Well, I mean, even further back, like, did your mom do that? Your dad? No, like, no, no. That's how. Like, where do you get? So I'll where be honest. I made that up on my own. I knew some here and there. I knew some. So you picked up pieces. Yeah. So I picked up all the pieces, and I was able to assemble them together and make it into almost like a formula, a little bit. So, if 
you have to start from a place of, of good intention in every discussion. You have to. Because otherwise, then you might as well not talk. You, What's the point of talking? If you, right? Other than to boost your own ego yeah. and say, prove you're right. But when you go into a situation mm-hmm. trying to prove you're right with someone who vehemently disagrees mm-hmm. with you, you will inherently never prove mm-hmm. yourself right to that person unless happen. you're not going to boost your ego. It won't happen. You're if just going to feel bad about that's yourself. That's right. Or angry at that person. Yeah. yeah. Your, 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 your intention could be to uh, find the solution, which is you're going to practice understanding. Mm-hmm. Or your intention could be to uh, win this argument, which means your brain, your brain is going to lock that area that, that uses understanding. It's mm-hmm. going to lock it down. It's going to use the other side instead that uh, goes with arguments and, uh, and also uh, and, and almost, almost in a lot of delusion too. Mm-hmm. So people will like say certain things as an argument that everyone knows is wrong, but they will use it because you can't prove it wrong, right? Mm-hmm. So then now they, they got you stuck in the middle. You know, so they go forever, forever until finally they catch you on one thing that you said wrong. And then they'll use that to win the whole argument. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, yo, we're sitting here talking about an important topic. And the whole time you're just thinking this yeah, is like a game show. What the fuck? How am I going to get this you? This is not yeah. Jeopardy, No man. whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I know this um, oh, yeah. line of speak. I've, I've done this. Uh-huh. I've, I've done that. We all have done it. Yeah. I've oh, done it absolutely. too. Yeah. And sometimes I do, when I do it, mostly I do it with, with sports, just for the sake of it, whatever. I, sometimes I like, I, I call it practice arguing. Practice arguing. <laughs> it's like, honestly, arguing is a very, 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 very good intellectual exercise. Oh, without a doubt. But it only, an exercise is supposed to improve you. Mm. So when you're arguing and you argue like an idiot, you actually get dumber. Mm. Seriously. Because if you keep using idiot techniques, bad you will get stupid. Your brain's going to keep closing off logic. all the areas that are logic and thinking and comes up with creative ways to make your arguments. And um, uh, instead... You're ultimately ar- just saying the same thing over and over it, again. Well, even yeah. worse. Because now you start to believe the shit. Yeah. You see what I mean? Delusion. That, that's why it's difficult. That's why it's dangerous to argue from a place of lying. You don't have to try to win the argument by making slick, truthful arguments. Don't try to win by lying. Mm. You're going to you're going to put your brain mm-hmm. in a very delusional place, and then it won't get out of it. Mm. That people don't understand this. When you're doing that, you're doing it to yourself because mm. when you're thinking while you're doing it, and you're very passionately thinking, that gets recorded in your subconscious mind. You start to believe the bullshit you're feeding other people. That's the danger of arguing while lying. Mm. Yeah. Guys do it more for uh, things that are uh, uh, um, uh, of pride and of like uh, like sports or or like yeah I did this no I did that no you I run a four six two no I run a well, actually they say four two one oh yeah right, right, right. run like four nine five <laughs> like, come on dude flip that nine over bro <laughs> <laughs> so West Africa yes. you said do you say Paris or do you Paris say- Paris for three years. And Montreal. So do you speak French? Montreal, yeah. Parlez-vous français? Bien sûr, bien sûr. Ça va? Ça va? Très couramment. Why? What, what got? Hmm. Let's try that again. <laughs> Why'd you travel around? Uh, well, actually, it wasn't my choice. My dad uh, sent me to, you know, to, to learn French pretty much. Oh, really? For, you know, possible future of uh, going back to Africa and, you know, 
living there, working there. Yeah. So your dad sent you to Paris. Yes, he did. Yeah. To learn, like so education was the. Yeah, that's right. So what was that like for you at ten years old? Uh, yeah, it wasn't fun, but you know, I I kind of actually. Who'd you go with? Alone. <laughs> I really? was in a, I was in a boarding school, but you know I kind of appreciate it now, to be honest, because I I realized that it put me in a, on a on a path that's different from everyone here. Yeah. So if I had came from Africa and stayed here till now, I wouldn't have gotten some of those key, very very key experiences that really, by the way, changed my way of thinking. You like know what, what I mean? So anything come yeah. to mind? Yeah. Uh, well, one would be, for example, uh, in France, they practice a lot of small, what I call small, respectful ways on a daily basis, on a moment by moment basis. Like, you know, they're gonna hold the door for a lady. They're gonna say please and thank you all the time. They're gonna um uh, sit at a table correctly, direct. You know, they're gonna. It, it's not even big. It's nothing huge. Sure. But it's manners. just small. Yeah. Because those manners truly uh, put us at ease with each other. Yeah. It makes the relationship easier, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, they do a lot of that. Even though it doesn't seem like a lot, it really is important, right? Um, um, Before we go too far away from this, mm-hmm. you said it wasn't fun. Yeah. Like, what was the experience like? So, it was pretty much... Uh, was there a conversation or was your dad just like, no, you're going... like? I signed you up. You're out. Like, uh, have you ever seen an African dad? <laughs> 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 Did you just say conversation? <laughs> Whoa. No, that's not. There was none of that. No, no, no. That's no. not. That, in that relationship, there is no uncomfortable conversation. It's, it's just do what one I person say. sitting down yeah. listening and then yeah. doing it. It's yeah. uncomfortable, but it's not a conversation. Uh, yeah, 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 it is. It is. It's only uncomfortable for one yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Just yourself. Not the dad. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, but uh, so it was more being away from my family at that age. You know, it just didn't feel like it was natural. And it felt, uh, I mean, there was a lot of years, a lot of times where it felt kind of lonely, you know. And yeah. that was for three years. Yeah. And well, another three years in Montreal as well. So six years altogether. Yeah. So did you go back home? I, yeah, yeah. I would stay at a, at a boarding school and I would go back to visit them twice a year. So, you know. But the good thing was, though, uh, that it, uh, it, it made me mature. It really did. It made me mature faster than most uh, uh, of the, you know, 15, 16, no, 10, 12, 15-year-olds. Because uh-huh. I had to, like, sit and uh, think a lot more on my own and also, you know, learn a lot of stuff on my own, you know. And, and uh, I mean, that, that was my path. So, you know, you can't. I don't regret it. I just, yeah. I'm just just describing it. Right. Yeah. I, you right. know, big difference, right? But I really do now see the value in it. It was good. It was, is, good. It was actually good. Is that a cultural thing in Guinea? I mean, in, in Africa in general, the kids mature much faster than here. A lot faster. The, the girls in Africa, by the time they're 10, they're doing everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, literally, a girl at 10 is like a 20-year-old woman here. Yeah. Is, uh, do you think got, that's a good thing or does, is it not? It doesn't matter. Or is it right? so it's just a thing. whatever it is that America does is actually the opposite that's good. I hate to say that. But kids. Really? And what I say by, what I mean by that is yeah. when I say mature, I don't mean like watching disgusting stuff on TV. No, for sure. That's, no, not that's not maturity. So people think that, oh, 
your kids should not mature so fast by because they're thinking the the, the the negative things. They don't. They don't. You're you're being exposed to adult things adult things is not maturity. and they're thinking that's not mature. That's, that's actually not that, that actually makes you right. more immature. Correct. So they have the completely wrong. Uh, how do you say idea idea in mind? It's what, literally the wrong thing. What do you think when you say maturity? Yep. Then what do you what are you saying? Exactly. So a a ten year old can learn. Let's say. Uh, 20 different skills in school, right? They can learn math. Mm-hmm. Let's say arithmetic, da 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 da, whatever. Let's say we take writing. each subject and yeah. we split them up in like six sections, right? Yeah. So they've learned 20 different things, right? It took them a whole year. Yeah. Those same 20 things, you can make it 10 they learn instead. And instead, you teach them 10 life skills like cooking, how to take care of their brother, how to uh, speak right to their cousin, how to uh, make sure that when they go out, they never walk that way. They walk only this way. And mm-hmm. when they see an older person, they do this. They don't do that. Or when they, when you're going away, or when you're um, uh, 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 working, and uh, they, uh, oh, you start working in Africa at about age ten. Mm-hmm. Never hard though. They don't kill you. They give you about like three, four hours of good work. You take you when your dad goes to work and he needs you to grab that that pan. You grab in that pan and go with him. You're seeing them for our house. We built our house. Literally, I have a picture. We built our house when I was 10, our first, our second house. My dad sent the money and everything from America, and literally everybody participates in the building of the house, right? You're telling me, so you're working. You're learning how to deal with family members. You're um, uh, uh, learning um, uh, some personal uh, life skills, such as being able to take care of your own clothes. You, oh, you wash your own clothes. By hand, mm-hmm. literally, with soap and water. You wash your own clothes. Yeah, by hand. So if you're doing all that, right? How many people you know in America that are doing all you're that? Maturing. Well, I was, I mean, I did a lot, a lot, of, some of those things. Mm-hmm. Not, maybe not all 10. I think there are people that do, especially yeah. in the country. Yes. Um, yes. And there's like a work ethic there and mm-hmm. like some things that come up. Um, and also, not only in the country, but like people who don't have that's here, right. like that's end right. up having to figure out more, and mm-hmm. kids tend to grow up faster. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would even say, probably in some families that are aware mm-hmm. of the fact that, like what you said, and we talked about this earlier, Keith, like math isn't everything. <laughs> you know, like uh, physics, a, a chart, everything. you know, like, yeah, fi- like yeah. it's important. Yeah, like, edu- of course. But that's not the only education, that's right. and that's uh, I think it was. Sir- that's actually supplemental. Mm. Let's be honest. That's not. That's not. It's that's actually. Not it's right. not required it's not to live a full it's life. Not. But it's we. Not. I think. I. I do. I. I would agree. I would. I would disagree that everything that we do here is incorrect. I would say, yeah. however, though, that we have over-indexed. Yeah. Too much. On the supplemental, as yeah. you just put that, like I, I actually like so that we've I- over-indexed on the. What, what like what kind of education would you call that? Well, so I think it's. A, I think I said it was backwards. Oh, you said backwards. backwards. Oh, okay. So that. Means, so yeah. So exactly. we're agreeing. So, so like, if you build the house, agree. exactly. If you build a mansion and then you just take the mansion and like you're like you know I want to build this fast and you like hurry up and you put like something just anything on the ground and you build a beautiful mansion. Next thing you know, wind comes one day, it's gone. The shit is gone. Why? Because you didn't care about the foundation. Yeah. Mm. So then you built your house with a backwards mindset. You got to first start with the foundation if you want a nice house. You're thinking about all the luxury stuff. It's backwards. Right. So the foundational education is not given. 
in the U.S. Mm -hmm. What's given is the complicated education, which only like 1% are going to end up using when they're an engineer or mm -hmm. a doctor or whatever. I've talked to in almost as many weeks, maybe three weeks, yeah. who was like, well, we were, I was talking, I was doing like a diversity and inclusion talk and yeah. was talking about making a safe place, a safe place so that we could have a difficult conversation. That's right. And after I got done, he's like, oh, he's actually English. He's like, oh, you're just talking about menace. Yeah. 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 That's he's it. Like, you're just talking about That's menace. Right. But I think, I do think we need, like, we, my daughter's two and a half and we let her help empty the dishwasher. That's right. And she's two and a half. Yeah. Like, she cleans up after herself. Yep. You, uh, Rachel was with Ruby cleaning some things and yep. it's like, here, help. Mm -hmm. Be a part of this. Don't just go play and I'll take care of this. Yeah, like, exactly. Be a part of it. Learn it. Yeah. Understand it. And, yeah. and this is the thing. And it's like, I don't understand why people think this way. It's like, oh, the, the kids uh, in school are uh, getting bullied. Oh, we have an idea. Let's make it a, a crime to ever say anything bad to anyone and lock them up. America's like, oh, uh, your, your house uh, had an alarm or, or uh, something was wrong. All right, let's do the opposite. That's completely the other extreme. Like, no, extremes don't solve problems. We overcorrect a lot. Every extreme yeah. has a, an extreme disability as well coming yeah. with it. Equal. Mm. Do you every, know what I mean? Every reaction has an equal and opposite reaction. You know what I'm saying? It's physics and it's human nature. <laughs> what was it like? So the, this idea, though, being separated from your family mm -hmm. for six years. Yeah. Like, what kind of impact did that have on you? I mean, it, it really did make me, uh, number one, it really did make me more understanding of everyone. Oh, yeah. th th check this out. You'll love this. you love this, right? So when I was in uh, Sierra Leone, where I was born, my, my, I was living with my uh, aunt and my grandmother, and they were both Catholic, all the way to about five, six. Then I left. I remember specifically her making me pray the same way. Then I left and went to Guinea for uh, five years, and my mom's family was heavy Muslims. Boom. Changed and prayed with them. I had no idea what was going on, whatever. I right. do whatever yeah. you tell them. Yeah. Next You're thing five. I left and yeah. came here. Not a whole lot of decision making. I am what you, I am what you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and, uh, so I went to New York. My dad's an atheist, pretty much. He, he's an atheist, right? Supposed to be either Catholic or Christian, but he never chose. Actually, Catholic or Muslim, he never chose. So then I left there, went to France three years. My uncle there was Christian three years. Mm -hmm. And he would take us to church every weekend as well. Now, I was in boarding school, but I would go with him about once every two weeks or so. Right? Okay. Um, uh, and then, uh, then I left there, went to Montreal. My uncle there, again, was an atheist. So, and then, oh, if I, and, uh, like, in, in the U.S., I got to... Uh, one year I stayed in the U.S. before I went to France. I got to experience a lot of younger kids, uh, young Americans. Then I went to France, experienced younger, young French, and, and then I was getting a little bit of, towards the teenage years, so I experienced the teenage years there. Uh, and you see a lot of diversity in, in Paris. There's a lot of different people. Yeah, for sure. Arabs, whites, blacks, everyone. Uh, and then you go to Canada. I met a lot more Caribbeans in Canada, mm -hmm. uh, Haitians and so on, mm -hmm. and Canadian people. And they're very respectful as well. Very uh, easygoing uh, and um, kind of freezing. Got to be easygoing. Got no choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so uh, I got to experience all those different type of personalities, different type of cultures, uh, different types of uh, of environment, of ways of seeing the world. You know, I was like, you might be with a French person. One, one minute he says, "Oh, Americans, they're stupid," and then you see a Haitian guy. He's like, 
oh, uh, um, we hate Dominicans. Oh, you see a Dominican person. Oh, they, they all have a different perspective of the whole world. Yep. So I was very, I loved just experiencing it. So it opened your eyes to all of it. Yes. Yes. So, th- so that goes back to the question about how do you see where people are coming from? You've mm-hmm. seen a That's lot right. of where people come That's from. Right. I was introduced and their ideologies, right. their beliefs, yep. their informative time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so yeah. that became like that. Your brain was. Yes. Yeah. I was forming. wired to be understanding. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that was partially survival because you were yeah. in these new environments. Yeah. So you're yeah. like, family. Right. all right, I'm Muslim that. today. That's right. Yeah. Literally. Literally. Like, no, literally, like. Every time I would switch, I went to two, di- three different schools in France e- each each year. Part of it because I wasn't necessarily the brightest. So uh, <laughs> one of them was because of you know not being the best kid. But but each each time I would literally just experience something different, and I'm like, wow. And also, you had to make friends fast. I had to make friends fast, so I, I had to figure out a way to make friends fast, which is to be understanding. Fastest way to make friends. So the same thing you do in real life. Yeah. As soon as you understand people, because people are literally sitting there telling you something that is ridiculous, but they just want the understanding. As soon as you tell them you understand, it doesn't even matter if it's true or not. That's it. They drop it. Man, like it yesterday, everybody so wants everybody um, wants to wants purpose, like a purpose in their life, a why in their life. Mm-hmm. And I think that also is a piece. Oh well, yeah, that's a they huge want, one. People want to be understood. Be seen. Yes. I mean, people, people want to be seen, be heard. Seen. That's right. And that's a human condition. That's right. Like, no matter what kind of culture you grow up, like, you still want to be seen. Yeah, absolutely. You might, it might, but it might not socially be acceptable, like... Depending on where you grow up. Yeah, depending yeah. on where you grow now, up. Now, what like, do you mean by seen? How deep? How far? As, as, yeah, as, and like, I think, who I am, yeah. how I am. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, not just like I not want just yeah, not like Hollywood scene. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like, not like, like not like fame. Yeah. More like, right. but like yeah, like you yeah. know, like you could be sitting, we could be sitting here, yes. and you could see me, but yeah. not get see. me. Like, That's right. right. And when that person gets you, you can't stop. You where is he at? Where is she at? Yeah, That's yeah. Right. You're looking for them, like right. you feel like you just created this family bond all of a sudden. Yeah, which is how we find our friends, really, right. right? Like what's interesting too, in in. American corporate culture, we have created this space where we have work identities and mm-hmm. personal identities, which actually prevent us from being seen. Yes. And then we go to work unhappy. And yeah. we wonder why we can't connect with well, people. And we can't connect with people. You know the work. other issue in America? White people. No, explain. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is always we'll everybody that, right? together, right? It's always everybody. I'm, uh, man, it's sad. People actually cannot be understood because they oftentimes are projecting the image that they are not. That they want to be yeah. versus that they are. That's why even if you understand that image, they'll never see, they'll never be happy. Do you hey, see? Hey, wait, wait, real quick. Yeah. Before we go too far. Yeah. I know we might have to edit yeah. this, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's fine. That's what we the do. The boarding school. Yep. Mm. Would you send your child to a boarding school? No. 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 I think uh, why it worked out for me was just because of my personality. Mm-hmm. You know, I just happen to be much more mentally resilient than everybody else so i'm yeah. able to take did you know kids in the school that didn't take it like didn't take it as well as you oh yeah man there were some kids that you know they were so you know not they were so sad and so kind of depressed yeah that they would just be in trouble all the time you know and that's probably why my first three years it kind of happened a little bit yeah because what happens is if i can give you like an inside of the head uh video of what happens when it's going when it's happening i'll give you an example so for example when i went to montreal uh at 13 at 
uh, actually, I was at uh, at fourteen at that point. Okay. So same difference, right? Yeah. Thirteen, that? fourteen. Thirteen in one month, buddy. Oh, yeah. I got it right now. Thirteen yeah. in a day. I mean, very precise. Fourteen <laughs> in a day. We're writing a book. This is a fact. Yeah. No, it's not. I don't know why I just did that. Yeah, See? it's all good, man. No, no okay. I get it. Like, I, I was th- I, I was thinking it. fourteen. I'm like, glad you I said it. it. It's all good. Get it right, man. <laughs> you got to be the dick, not me. Hey, man. I don't care. I don't even I'm like wrong. three. <laughs> I don't even like three. <laughs> I'm a three. That's, that's how, pe- that's how petty I am right now. Oh, you you tell 13. me I'm four. You could say I 12, but you're not telling me 13. I went from 12 to 14, bro. <laughs> I was 12 twice, 14 once. That's right. Um, uh, so, what's that saying again? Yeah, 14 Montreal. Uh, the yes. key, oh, Montreal, the so, video. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, there, uh, when I first went there, for example, at that point, uh, I was used to it, but it was like the second move at 14. So then, uh, my, uh, my my dad and my sisters all drove us up there, you know, six hours, seven hours, and uh, boom, they left, right? From so, New York. Yeah. From New York, yeah. yeah. Then then they left me, you know, with my... So in Montreal, I stayed with my other uncle, right? So now uh, we were in an apartment downstairs, but a few days after, maybe one or two days, uh, we were going to move to an apartment to like on like the fourth floor or something. So because everything was... Uh, because we were going to do that anyway... Uh, we had moved my stuff up there. So then I started to sleep up there, right? So just to give like a little of what goes on, right? That moment. So I would stay up there and then a lot of times I would go up there and I was alone in there, right? The whole time. Big apartment, alone. So I would sit there and like literally there was no TV, anything in there. So then now you're stuck in the moment in yeah. your head by yourself. No, I didn't have uh, much of any games or anything <laughs> like that. So now I had to sit there and back then you don't have no cell phones, right? There was no phone up there either to call yeah. anyone. So I was truly sitting there by myself. And it was another week left before school, right? Mm. I didn't know anyone at all. And in Montreal, when you're in an apartment, there's not a lot of people around, like on the streets or whatever. Mm. Like half the buildings are half empty anyway, right? So then I'm sitting there and I started thinking about all these different things like, why is that my parents always send me away? Yeah. And in my head, it was like, Did they, are they sending me away? Because I'm like, Something's wrong with me or something? Yeah. Are they trying to like fix it? Or is it because uh is it because my dad prefers my sibling better than me? Right? Mm-hmm. Stuff starts happening, walking in your head. That voice starts to talk, right? And then in my mind I was like, Well, maybe maybe I'm gonna become better than everyone else because of this. I'm like, maybe like maybe me being alone. It's going to um, uh, make me understand my own thoughts and my own self better. Like so is I that live, like where you ended up? Yeah. What do you mean? Like like, uh, uh, like all those thoughts, like all those, but yeah. you ended so with, that's I ended with. Like maybe I'll that be better it. for this. That's right. So I somehow had an internal voice that was higher than that ego voice that was saying to me, oh, why would they send you away? Mm. Maybe they hate you. That'll send I always you had a final, yeah, yeah, I've always had a final voice in my head that will always come in much quieter, much calmer, and would tell me, come almost in a reassuring way, yeah, maybe you, you'll be better because of that. Uh. You know, maybe you'll be a lot more uh, productive and a lot more, uh, a lot stronger mentally because of that. And I was like, oh, that sounds like it makes sense, right? For me, like, you know, we, we do self-talk all the time in our yeah. minds. For me, whenever the, the highest thought comes in, I'm able to recognize it because different Different voices are speaking in your head. 
And as as crazy as that sounds, no, I I hear them all the time. Oh, <laughs> you, you do hear them all the time. <laughs> I hear all. No, you do hear them. Yeah. Say, finish that. I thought, hear man. them all the time. That's yeah. right. all the time. Guess yeah. what? Why? Why? Why'd you stop? Because you don't want to sound crazy. Well, yeah, that's exactly why. But I stopped. Yet, <laughs> yeah. but yet. Everyone but we listen, all have it. Everyone listening to this now yeah. knows that we have it. Yep. But society says, no, don't say that. No. Don't acknowledge yeah. it. Don't acknowledge, not but if you acknowledge it, then you can start to figure out which one you're listening to and why exactly. and where it comes from and exactly. what it's telling you. That's and right. is it real or is I this mean, fake? Yep. You have to put the light on them for, for you to know yeah. which one is naked. You don't want that naked one. That, that's, that, that's a nasty motherfucker right there. <laughs> you don't want him. <laughs> yeah. right? That's the ego. Which ones are like dressed real nice and like chilling? You're like, you're like, I want to talk to him right there. He know he looks like he's successful and knows what he's doing. Chilling by himself. The other one is doing clownery over there. The other one is like, uh, uh, you know, jumping around like a monkey, right? One is the mind. One is the ego. The other one is your, like all your, your sexual desires. And the other one is your high spirit, your high self chilling over there. He usually doesn't say anything. This monkey over here, butt-ass naked. <laughs> Saying everything. Says a lot everything. of things. He takes over. Yeah. Uh, takes over things you wouldn't even want to think about, and all of a sudden that thought pops into your head. And you're you like, don't have don't a choice, because guess what? From. When you turn the light on, yeah. you're going to see the most yeah. uh, unbelievable thing first, which is a naked dude. Yeah. <laughs> right? And it's but you. It's true. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> saying, and you look like a right? monkey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you're like, gee, oh, wow. Most yeah. people, they're they so distractible. You, you. Shy That's right. away. That's right. right. Oh, oh, no, not even. Yeah. I, I'm saying. Or you shut naked, the light off. I'm saying the naked guys and yeah. this is a girl looking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, oh, yeah. Ooh, ooh. yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're a guy, you naked you. woman, yeah, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Next thing, now, you know, now you're distracted. Right, yeah. right. And yeah, now yeah, you've yeah, lost yeah. control of your will because now your ego has taken over. Mm. And when your ego takes over, it turns off all your, oh, all your boy, awarenesses. Yeah. And literally can also make the, uh, how do you say it? the actual thoughts, the, the memories disappear of what the other ones were saying. Ego would do that to you. And then you'll come back to one day, right, while you're sitting around, and the person will tell you, yeah, you did this. You'll be like, what? I remember that. Why? Because your ego erased it. <laughs> so in all of this, mm -hmm. is because of some of what you just said, this made me think of this. When did you start running? I started running um, uh, in... Uh, I was 17 years old. Uh, That's when you started? Yeah, late, super late. After, after Montreal. When I really? came back to the Bronx. Yeah. Yeah, in New York, I started running at 17, uh, really late. And then I, well, almost 18 pretty much. And then that first year, uh, it was super challenging, man. I was, I was slow. Were you oh, man, I was terribly slow, man. I was so slow. Then why'd you keep doing it? Well, there was, a, there was definitely a big moment that happened where I was so slow, I became the team clown. As a senior, uh. <laughs> right? Uh, I was the team clown. And then, uh, uh, well, at first I was running 12. 12-2 was my best. And there was a girl in the school that in was the running. 100, in the 100 meter? In the 100 meter. Oh, okay. And there was a girl in the school that was running 11-9 at the time. So it's like. So you got beat by a girl. Well, pretty much. Right, let's how was, how did, so <laughs> I know how you probably got teased, but how what? did you feel about it? Oh, man. Man, dude. At that Man, I don't know what is inside me, but I never. I was like. I'm going to go to the Olympics. And they're like, I was in the weight room one day. Like your response was, I'm going to be in the Olympics. The same dudes like, that were like, matter who's faster oh man, they now. were clowning me like crazy. And one day we really got into it, right? In the weight room, I threw the weights on one of them. And then, uh, uh, you know, the, in the heated moments, I told them, like, you guys all here? Yeah, you guys going to nationals. Yeah, one of the top teams in the nation. You're going to do great and everything. You're running way faster than me around. I said, guess what? One day you're gonna be sitting on your couch, and you're gonna turn on your TV, and you're gonna see me in the Olympics. 
and y'all going to call each other, and y'all going to say, wow, he said it, and he did it. That dude got some balls, right? And guess what? When it happened, they were on Facebook talking about it. So you ran in the Olympics. That's right. What year? 2004, 2008. Wow. Yeah. Oh, both. Yeah. For the 100? 100 and 200 meters. Wow. For yeah. Sierra Leone or Guinea? For Guinea. For Guinea. I was born in Sierra Leone, but, I mean, it was just at better hospital. So in order for me to come uh, to this world, uh, we needed yeah. to go to yeah, Sierra Leone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, so you got to go where the healthcare is. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. And right now, it's in Mexico. Leave. No, I'm just yeah. have to leave here, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. You, so you, you say this. You commit to it. Yes. What's your family think? Oh, guess what? Guess what? You commit to something. Oh, that's one of the what's one of the biggest obstacles that comes up first. The uh, closest people to you. Family interruption. You, yeah. That, so they don't, don't matter. You. Nobody cares. Accomplish what you came to this planet for. Nobody cares. Your mom and dad want to stop you. They're in your way. Mm. They're in your way. You. You were sent here to live your life the way you are meant to live it. They're not your God. They are ju just two humans. They're supposed to help you to develop until you can go on your own. After that, they don't have no rights to you. None. None. You do whatever you want. If they try to stop you, it's just that they're asleep. That's all it is. Ignore them. They can't stop you. Go do what you do. Like it's, not, it's, not, it's not offensive. You just have to know that they are put there just like a lot of things and people in order to really throw a hurdle in between what you want, in front of what you want. That's all they are. They're just another obstacle. It's just they're really dressed up really nicely because you love them. So when they tell you, oh, I don't want you to do track. I want you to just become a doctor because I love you. No, it's a distraction. That's all it is. That's, they're just a distraction because they don't even know what they're saying. Because if you're telling me, oh, you want me to just be a doctor and not be track, you're telling me you have expectations of me in my life, which is not right. Which don't match up to who I am. You don't have the right to have expectations for anybody. You don't. Expectation, mm. Like, when you have expectations of your kids, you know what you're doing? I found an analogy for that. Mm. You know what you're doing when you have an expectation of anyone? You're basically, <laughs> the mortgage people are not going to like this. It's like giving a person a, 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 a $10 million a loan for a mortgage for a house because and then and then they and don't insane. want it they're yeah. like yo but i don't want a house yeah i want to just live i want to live on the streets right they're like no you're taking this mortgage yeah and you put it under their name you give it and to them you gotta pay me for it and then when they say oh well I, I can't make the payments you're like and then you penalize them you're right how dare you not make go to that house you're like really i can't not say i don't want the house okay so is this is this part of i mean you said it at the beginning the what what keeps you going is helping others yeah. to awaken that's right and this this all seems like that Ties the in. framework of, right. of what that is but you also added not being woke mm -hmm. awakening mm -hmm. like first of all what do you think of the term woke and second of all how do you differentiate like what is awakening versus well woke? first thing when you tell me when i hear woke honestly the first time i heard it i wasn't sure what it meant yeah and first first time i saw it right uh, and then I was like, oh, it sounds like awake. So then I realized, you know, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious, man. I need to stop reading. Uh, everything in this society is designed according to wordplay. Word play. Mm. Double meaning. Mm -hmm. 
um, hidden commands, hidden language, subconscious mind programming, hooked terms, neuro-linguistic programming, right? When you hear words, analyze them. Don't just use them. We probably use words more for learning than anything else. We don't use as much visual imagery for learning amongst each other. We don't use as much experiences, right? So when you hear words, be careful. Good morning. I'm in mourning for the next... Yeah, think of it. Mm. When you're saying that every time to someone, you're not saying it to them. You're saying it to yourself. Mm -hmm. You say it to yourself enough, you will be sad. You will be depressed. Mm. Just saying. So it, this is very important. It might seem like I'm going going left, but, you know. I've actually heard something. Oh man, it was, I think they actually might have said good morning, and then they were talking about the weekend, and they're like, weekend, they're like, I'm weakened. That's right. Like, you come into the weekend, right. you, you lose your routines, yes. you stay up late, you eat you junk, and then you yeah. come back on Monday, and you hate Monday. That's right. Why do you hate Monday? Because you weakened yourself yeah. throughout the two yeah. days at the end. I was like, oh. Wow. Right? Even the days of the week, they all have a significance. Each word. Monday is for the moon. Tuesday is for Mars. Wednesday is for Mercury. Thursday is for, I believe, uh, Uranus or Saturn. Uh, actually, Saturn is Saturday. Friday is uh, Venus. Fairness. Sunday is the sun. It all means something. Everything. We're just using it. We, we never bother to ask. Why don't we ask questions? Why don't we ask questions about the smallest thing possible? The smallest thing possible. That you don't think up, think down. You want to solve anything? Don't think up, think down. Because mm. everything you're trying to think up with is literally so much easier to solve if you actually think down. Yeah. You literally will figure out the up if, if you figure out the down. Because mm. the down is right in your face. The up, you can't see it. It's very Aren't flighty. Like, for example, yeah. your mind is always represented in your body. It's always, for example, if you have, uh, if you're having brain fog, all you got to do is go work out, work out the legs, especially your brain will clear up all of a sudden. It's true. It's representing. So everything that's not day. concrete. that don't is skip, uh, Don't skip leg don't day, kids. <laughs> don't skip leg day. I mean, you hate it, but I love doing it. It really does. Because yeah. all that blood going through your legs yeah. makes everything circulate so much better that it detoxifies the body. All of a sudden the brain is happy. And on top, on top of that, it sends those hormones, those good hormones. Mm -hmm, good hormones so, get released, yeah. Yeah, so everything you're trying to solve, sometimes the best way to solve a problem is to just not touch the problem. Mm -hmm. Go like, go solve something else that you can see, that you can touch, and, and that's holistic, not no artificial, superficial stuff. Something in your body, eat cleaner, clean your house, clean your closet. You do all that, and all of a sudden, the problem results starts popping in your head because the block in your mind is represented in your physical life. I remember you I remember you were just like, man, my PC like viruses yeah. and I don't even know what to do and I need to build a website That's right. and I, like, I just want to train. Yeah. I just want to help people train. That's but right. like there was a maturation process there of like yeah. I need to build a brand and build a business. Mm -hmm. But like what was that like for you and so it it, it it's everything I just said like literally I just knew what I wanted to do, right? And I mm -hmm. sounded like I didn't know what I was doing. So I just knew the end goal. Right, and it all came. It, it literally like people have, and that's that's a big part of the miss. Um, how do you say the um uh, um, um 
what's the word? Uh, you know, when you can't see something for what it is. It's not a delusion. But misinterpretation. Misinterpretation and also th like the missing of the actual, uh, how do you say, like the concept of how to accomplish something in people's mind says, oh, you must know every step. No, no, it's the biggest lie. Oh, yeah. Stop it. It's just a way to procrastinate. Stop mm -hmm. the bullshit. Just do it. Come on, man. If you're gonna walk down to Mexico, you need a you need a perfect you need a perfect do you need line. A map? No. Do you need do you know it's south? south. Just, just freaking yeah. walk south, walk bro. South. You're gonna get there before the other idiot that's still doing research. Yeah. <laughs> you research for ten percent of the time. You spend ninety percent of the time doing it. You can mm. fail anyway. You're gonna have small failures anyway. No, anyway. th this is actually it's <laughs> is funny good. you say that because this is this is a maturation of our process yeah. when we first started. Years ago, we measured at least six years. We we have six. a business plan for like, this like awesome. Oh we have this awesome have bar like we were gonna build, bro. It's like forty five pages. Yeah. We spent like a year, oh, two. a two two years writing, two years writing it. it. Oh my guess god! What Never, guess, guess, guess what we Guess what we didn't do? Have. Oh my god! With the podcast, we actually started. We planned it. We did all yeah. these things, and I mean, we got it off the ground. But it took us six months. Yeah, three months before we started. Now. We had picked a name already yes. that didn't exist. Yeah. Three months before we started, because we were maybe was under the skin. Yeah. Then Russell Brand, very famous actor, the comes comedian. out with a podcast three talks months like before this. we started. Very annoying. Called Under the Skin. Okay. So we ended up having to to change you know, our name. You know right? why that because happens? Because we took too long. You to want me to explain to you why that happens? Go we put it out there, and then yeah. we didn't claim it. We didn't right. take you, it. You have yeah. an idea. It didn't come from your mind. No. It didn't. It was floating around yeah, in the it, universe, it, you, and then it hit you. you. Osmosis. Yeah, it, it hit you, and you were like, yeah. "Oh!" Yeah. And it hit you because you was on that wavelength. Yeah. So there's another hundred million people, hundred thousand yeah. people that's gonna hit. Yeah. Or maybe fifty thousand, ten thousand. Like that. Whoever goes first is gonna yeah. win. That's it. All right, that's so right. So at the beginning of this year, Speed. we decided Speed. to start a Speed. consulting practice. Speed of execution. Yeah. We yeah. decided to start a consulting practice, and we just said, "Let's go." Yeah. We 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 we've, we've started. We we like started. We've gone. We we've no pitched idea. to clients. Yeah. We don't have a logo. We don't have a That's website. Right. We're just That's like, right. we just let's go. Yeah. Bro, the best business plan is it's no business plan. It, I mean, it, it actually there's one business plan you should have, and it is just excellent in the moment decision just making. Do it. That's all. No, yeah. but if you have excellent yeah. in the, you, you can you can do it and you're yeah. an idiot yeah, and totally. completely fail yeah. and do yeah. dumb yeah. shit. No, That's not good either, right? Each thing you do has to have a has to have the purpose That's, in a way, right? But if, for example, if yeah. you see the front of a labyrinth, labyrinth, and you you're supposed to go through and, and finish, I don't know, ten minutes. Yeah. You can't stand at every point and just overanalyze it. You're gonna have to eventually make decisions pick. on the fly. Make a bad exactly. decision sometimes. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So Turn what happens around. is. It's only going to be the decisions you make mm -hmm. when you see. Let's say every time you go to a to a to a to a point where you gotta make a decision. Let's say there's three arrows or whatever, or and fork, there's always yeah. a clue, right? You can only get out of that labyrinth when you figure out the clues, mm -hmm. not when you figure out the plan in the beginning while right. you're standing in the front. So every single let's say there's like you gotta be in it to see it. You got to, and it and then maybe maybe just maybe. It usually only takes three minutes to accomplish that labyrinth. We have 10 minutes, so that's 10 minutes. That's, that's seven extra minutes for you to make mistakes and go back. Yeah. And to your point about, like, like how do you say it? Like, it comes to you. Things come to mm -hmm. you. Like, I know I've had moments where we're in this, and it's like an ideal pop-up. It's like, oh, like, maybe we should have been doing it before. Yeah. Or maybe just, oh, something out of the blue. It's like, man, this will really take us to the next level. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't even know where I got that. Why? Because once you decide 
what you want to do from that point on, all the other solutions that go along with it, but you're at the same wavelength now of that not, thing. You're the vibe junkies. Man. That's right. Like this idea has perpetuated itself because once you start committing to yourself, we talk about it, now all of a sudden you're surrounded That's by right. people That's right. who think like you. Yep. And it's like, oh, it's because you're doing it. Yeah. Now we have a time constraint Committing here. to a decision. Yep. So what is the business? Mm-hmm. Let's do a quick one. And then Rodney's got a last yeah, yeah. second because yeah. we could keep talking for a so, really long time. Uh, uh, this one is one of those that I'm trying to be a businessman over here, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to jump on the CBD scene, Yeah. right? Obviously, it was seen as this horrible thing before, but anyone that has we a brain that can... To yeah, the CBD business. Anyone so. that has a brain that can read knows yeah. it was, you know, totally yeah. a scheme, you know. But uh, so I'm trying to do it mainly because, uh, well, mainly because it literally actually helps athletes recover better than anyone else literally better than any other, anyone else in the population so uh especially for the simple uh soreness pains that you get from workouts yeah. no one gets that more than a track track runner a sprinter so it i mean obviously it's not going to drop your pain level to like zero but even if it's taking off half that's huge that's huge so and on top of that it it well your body already produces it but on top of that it really does for me at least i've uh, uh tried it so many times it really does put my mind in a state of balance mm-hmm. very quickly. I don't know if any of you guys, you guys have ever tried it. I have CBD at home. Yeah. It literally, for me, at least, it puts my mind, you know, from a, you know, maybe you feel a little bit down or whatever. It brings me in a state of balance. It's not going it's to give. It's on upper. Yeah. It's, it's not going to give you a high, yeah. but it will balance you out right. very quickly, which is very important. A lot of people are stressed or depressed or whatever, sure. right? So uh, those are the two main reasons. Uh, very good for recovery overall for athletes because it will relax the muscles. So then you'll be able to chill out. You know, the muscles will be able to then, uh, the nerves can then flow the blood, everything else throughout the body much better. Um, so, yeah, I'm starting uh, one of those companies. Probably in about, about a month or so, it's going to roll out. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Nice. And what else are you doing? Uh, I'm also learning real estate. I'm uh, spending uh, a good amount of time right now throughout the days learning it. So, yeah. Andrew, yeah, the speed doctor. Things. Yeah, that's right. You're the speed doctor. You want to <laughs> run fast? That's right. We got a guy. Yo, we know I a mean, guy. <laughs> Todd Gurley, Chris Paul, Antonio Brown, Melvin Gordon right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, you what? Faster. <laughs> you, you, you've trained all of them? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, yes, sir. I, I did not know that. Was, <laughs> was CP3 your first? CP3 was my first client, yeah. Yep. After about, literally, like, after I, uh, uh, after you guys got busy with mm-hmm. the baby and everything, yep. it was literally like two months after. Yeah. Remember that? Yep. Yeah. It's crazy. Like I met them like two months after I came to LA. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. Like yeah. you know, I used so to drive around. Rodney like, was <laughs> trained <laughs> to be. <laughs> that's why I'm so fast. You, you was my first pro athlete. Everybody yeah, who right. sees me on the on the soccer pitch and is like, "Oh, he's so fast." Blame the speed. Dog. Yeah, that's outstanding. Hey man, that's life, man. Man, your business really did blow up. Ooh, I mean, wow. uh, it, it's uh, it, it it look when I when I started it, I started from a place of thinking of that kid that was in high school running 12-2 and he could not find great coaching for a long time. Mm. So that was my, that was my, my, like the feeling that I had from, you know, I would think of the other people and how they would feel. And that kid, and there's a lot of kids that are badly coached but so determined to try to make it, uh-huh. but they can't because yeah. they don't have the coaching. And you yeah. had the potential, obviously. That's right. You just didn't know the yep. mechanisms. Exactly. So, Last question. Yep. For time. 
Yes, sir. Rodney. Thank you for coming on. I think seriously, this has been a lot of fun. It's Appreciate been enlightening, awakening. It's been just a, a good conversation. It's just, it's been, just fun. been fun. It's just been, a it's good been conversation. fun. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, I like the word awakening better than enlightening. Can you guess why? Shortly. In because it light. means you're awake. Enlightening. Oh. Okay, real quickly, tell me what you what you what you think about when you think about enlightening. Lightning. Okay. I think Very I got quickly. a light bulb turning on. Yeah. Okay. It took you a while, though, to see it, right? Now, and you tried to try hard to see it. Mm-hmm. What do you think about when you think about awakening? I'm, I'm up. Like eyes okay, good. opening yeah. so and that, somebody that sitting image up. image immediately pops something up in your head. Mm-hmm. So that's more transformational than the word enlightening mm-hmm. by far. Whereas enlightening is a it, little it, more obscure, it, it, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't, yeah. It, it when doesn't you're trying really to change people, you use words that give them a quick image. So you're a marketing expert, too. But if you want to, yeah. <laughs> I'm naturally a marketer. I don't even know how. I'm uh, I'm not as much a seller, but more. Um, so when you say the word, for example, woke, nothing comes nothing. up. It even enlightening is better. Yeah. So because of that, it's a very good word word to keep you sleeping. Rude awakening. Mm. Even though they're making it seem like they're waking you up. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So it's another one. It keeps you another sleeping. trick. Another yeah. word trick. Our uh, our flag yeah. football team was rude awakening in yeah. college. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. But for real, thank you. Yeah, like, man, this has been yeah. it's a pleasure, man. Really good it. to connect with you. Yeah. Last question we ask all our guests. What would you leave our listeners with? Um, man, I would leave them with um, no matter what you think about yourself, no matter what it is that you want to accomplish in this world, just always remember you will never truly be happy until you help other people. Mm. Ever, ever. This is why multimillionaires that are greedy and that are that are that are that are uh, always trying trying to get more money for themselves and more and more and never really truly give back because there's a lot of fake uh, uh, what you call it uh, nonprofit and this profit and this free. They're just doing it for tax purposes. Okay. So if you truly want to be happy in life, do for you. But when you get where you want to get to. Start helping other people, or even help them a little bit along the way. It's the only way you'll ever be happy. That's what true people. You want to make. You want to be happy. Make someone else. Make happy. someone. Make someone else. Happy. Make someone else happy.